This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to Help Me Be Me. I'm your host, Sarah Mae Bates. I'm a writer, director, mom, and a breakup coach with an MAMFT. And this podcast is kind of like a personal relationship in that I talk to you like you're my friend. I provide tools to help you feel more grounded, empowered, inspired, and most of all, help you see yourself. This is aimed at creating more harmony and happiness in the relationship you have with you, so you can better guide your life and also be better to those you love. Take what helps and leave the rest. This is not a diagnosis for treatment. If you're really struggling, call your local emergency services. Okay, this is an episode I'm calling a creative refresh, and it's for anyone who's trying to move closer to an inner creative voice. And I would say that this is very much aligned with the teachings of the book, The Artist's Way, or Rick Rubin's new book, or Inner Work. I'm going to put a couple of links in the show notes, and if you want to dive deeper, I would recommend them highly. I use them all the time. And just so you know, this is an episode for going inward. And it's not about pursuing a goal that's based on being popular. And in many ways, I would say those two goals are somewhat opposed in that the goal of being popular kind of erodes the hierarchy of expressing yourself and genuinely coming from what you want to share with the world. So... Sometimes they align perfectly and that's amazing, but in most cases, it's kind of like we're, we're squeezing ourselves into a little um, shape that's not ours when we are just trying to make other people like us. And that process is its own negotiation, being popular versus being authentic. So I have tools for you to work this out in particular, but no judgment. If you want to be popular, totally understand why. That's how you get lots of money and fame and accolades and all of the things that make us feel like we're important and quality people. So, you know, don't feel bad if that is part of what is motivating you because it's also really helpful to have motivators, period. But this is for anyone who's looking to be inspired and also get closer to any unconscious goals as 
an artist and or creative person. And I'm trying to move closer myself to my inner creative voice. And I would say that has been a really beautiful process. And I would call it like a process of reuniting with like your child self in many ways, because that self is the same voice. It's this unedited, unfettered musical flow that comes from deep within. And I would say one aspect of tapping into that person is really just letting go of what other people want and expect and just asking instead, tuning inward and asking, what do I have to say? What do I have to express? What wants to come forth? So basically removing the measures that get placed atop that thing. And so I have practices in this episode for you that are hopefully going to tune your being toward that presence inside. Um, And before I start, I just want to ask you, if you meditate, or if you can meditate, if you can start a new practice, um, because one thing I notice is the more I'm able to access my creative self um, and inspiration after I meditate, the more it's like more immediate. It just flows. There's less of the ego editor that's kind of reducing or altering or criticizing the thing that has to come forth. It's like that from that awareness, the deeper unfettered awareness, we have greater access to this a deeper place. And that is what I would call like access to our flow. We can sing, dance, paint, write, express. And in order to get to that vein, you know, we have to kind of um, be more open and receptive. And the ego kind of makes us more self-conscious. It stops us up. So in, in lieu of, this is not a meditation podcast. So in lieu of that, I'm just going to invite you to take three deep breaths Slow, even deep breaths. Maybe hand over the heart, hand over the belly. And maybe just if it's safe for you to close your eyes, let's close our eyes. Focus on the color that is behind our eyelids. And just see if you can observe a moment of silence between the thoughts. Just notice the silence for a brief moment. And that's all I want to do for meditation. If you have time to do a longer meditation, do it. I did a two-hour meditation recently. And as I came out of it, I was like, oh, I'm short. Like the room looked different. I could see like wood grain more close up. It was very, it was like a pane of glass had been removed. And everything was more immediate and quieter. It was awesome. Anyway, not that you have two hours, but invite you to do a longer meditation and I also invite you to maybe practice some of these tools later when your person might be more open or receptive and the reason I say that is because the ego is like a super super helpful machine in that it like allows us to it's like a shell it protects our little squishy innards and allows us to operate in a kind of mechanical world and keeps us safe and keeps us socially acceptable and allows us to function. And we have to kind of hone that structure so we can feel strong and protected. We have to have that outer self that's like on it and focused. But to open up and really express from the GUI center, we have to be in a safe container and create the safe container as with 
meditation or in a, a space that is just ours. So we can feel safe enough to open and release. So for whatever, whatever it's worth, I would say to create art or express yourself from the core of your being is a very unselfish act that moves us forward as a culture. And it allows us all to feel inspired, alive, hopeful, energized, and it allows other people to feel a respect and awe for that in themselves. So if you are a person who is expressing yourself and is tapping into your inner artist, if you identify as a person who is creative and you are bold enough to expand and elevate the culture and move us forward with that part of yourself, I thank you. I thank you for your existence. I thank you for that boldness because we need it. It's air. We all need it. We need to be around it. We need to witness it, to see things that are different and new. It's just, it's life to me. It's like without it, I just feel bored. Nothing worse than being bored. (laughs) I mean, there are other things that are worse, but still you get what I'm saying. I thank you for your creativity. And with that, this episode is a thousand percent tools. It's all tools based. So I'm going to go into a lot of them before I do that. First, a brief word from our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by sax.com. At sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda, whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe every day at Saks.com. Okay. Here are the tools. The first tool, I'm imagining you're still in our pseudo meditative state. This tool is called the object. And I moved this tool to the very top just in case you're kind of meditative still. But imagine you are quiet in your open state. And now imagine somebody, a figure who is important in your life has arrived. And they can be passed on, they can be current, Anybody, the first person that comes to mind, someone who sees you truly for who you are, who loves you and appreciates you, imagine they have arrived and they have an object to give you. And don't judge it, just in your mind's eye, they have handed you an object. What is the object? Don't judge it, just take it, hold it in your hand, study it, and maybe put it in your pocket, hold on to it. I want you to think about what it means to you at a later point. But now this other, this person has also shown up to tell you something that you need to know. This person who loves you and knows you and sees you truly as a person. They want to tell you something. What is the thing they have come here to tell you? What is the image they are showing you? What is the sentence? What does it mean? And don't judge it, just write it down. And then I invite you to think on it at a later point. What could that image be? What is the sentence? What is the object? What do these connote to you? What is of importance of this thing? Possibly from another time in your life, 
just think on it and just write whatever comes to your mind. And I think this is a really powerful exercise because it's often something that wouldn't occur to us, even though this exercise is done by us. It's like, oh, I didn't, I hadn't thought about that. Wow. They're really, uh, spookily profound insights. So take that for whatever it's worth. That was my first tool. Next tool is called wishing well of then, or I wish I did it then. I think one thing that happens a lot, especially in adulthood, maybe after you kind of get stability, you kind of got your routine down, is we start to do this thing of, oh, I really wish I did this other thing back then. I really wish I had made this big change in my life then and I had pursued this thing that I didn't pursue. And that was wrong that I didn't pursue this other thing. In those moments... Really what that is, is a, a, something's coming up in how you feel about yourself now. It's an invitation more than anything. It's an invitation to look inward on where you are today. And there's a sign that something is, something's coming up. Usually it's a feeling of lost time. It's an awareness of how much time has gone by. It's a feeling of, of not good enough of taking stock when we compare ourselves to other people or our values have recently shifted or it's an invitation to look into a part of ourselves that we neglected or we discounted most often I would say it's a time when we were we are aware we really did want to try something but fear has prevented us from trying it for a really long time And I also want to offer you this. If you are doing that to yourself today and you're like kind of torturing yourself with that today, let's just play it out. Play out back then. The person that didn't do the thing back then. Let's let's imagine you can time travel back to that moment. And what would it mean? What would have to change for that person to have lived that life from that point? What would you have given up? What would you have to had done in that moment? Usually what it means is we're, we're believing that at that time in our lives, we, we're not trustworthy. Like there's a part of us that's thinking in that moment in my life, I didn't really, um, make the best decisions I was capable of based on where I organically was in my life, which is not true. Like if you were completely capable of that thing at that time and you really genuinely wanted that thing at that time, purely, then you would have done it. Then it would have been your future. And I'm guessing you had very real reasons that you could not be that person at that time. So to, to, to judge that person from today right now is to discount all of the things they were going through and all of their reasonings for not doing it. And it's kind of like saying, I don't trust myself then, or I don't like myself then, which is not cool. It's also, it's really easy to forget that evolution-wise in our lives, when we make certain decisions or when we are incapable of certain moves, it's because we don't have the tools yet. It's because we are disabled by fear most often, but also we know how to keep ourselves safe. 
I think a lot of the times when we don't do things, it's because some part of us is like, I feel like I might break if I do do that thing. So I just want you to take the entire context of who you were into account and know that nothing is lost. The only thing you are affecting in these wishing well moments is today, is, is what you spend time on and put energy towards today. It's basically saying, I'm going to just spend all my time passing all that time off to a feeling of uh, self-hatred today. That's a, I'm investing in that bank today. So I invite you to put it down and just remind yourself, redirect, ask, what is this an invitation for me to lick, look inward upon? What is this cluing me in on, on myself right now? Kind of related, the next tool is called, what are my hands doing? One thing that is a powerful energy suck is just when we get into the comparison mindset, we get into the jealousy mindset, we fixate on how far someone else has gone and where we are not. And in these moments, I just want you to ask yourself, what are my hands doing? What am I making? What energy am I injecting into this thing? And what is the quality of that energy? Because the only thing that matters in your personal creative life is what are you doing toward your creativity? Like what, keep your eyes on the prize. Doesn't matter what other people are doing. Doesn't matter what success they're having. Doesn't matter what other people already have done or what other people say about your work. These are just distractions that are basically like, I call them like board games. We, we pick them up and we play with them. And we think like, I'm solving all of these feelings by thinking about this thing. But it's like, it's really just a distraction and a time suck. So I want you to come back to the prize. What are you feeding your art? What is your fuel? What are you injecting into your project? Come back to that focus. All right, the next tool is called remove the puppet strings of ego. So many, I would call them like little strings or pulleys related to the ego kind of rip at your creative self and rip at your creative instincts and it it starts to cloud and alter the origin of your creative intuition like it's almost like the work doesn't come out of you clearly and in order to combat that we just have to shed it we have to consciously let it go like step aside and and by ego I mean like will other people like it is it marketable will um can it be done fast enough can it be done cheap enough I will say if you are a creative person who works in an industry that is related to your creative output these are all often necessary evils and sometimes they can actually be helpful because it's almost too wide open more than anything, offering this as something to become aware of because it can alter the meaning of the thing in the first place. And oftentimes we get lost. It's like, is it even good anymore? Is it even mine anymore? Do I mean it? it the idea itself will tell you what it wants to be. It's almost like we have to step aside and allow it to come forth. And so if you're having trouble tapping into an idea and feeling into like what its best form is, I would just remind you to come into that state of pure listening and just trim away the pulleys and just take off all of the pressures of like, what will other people think? Will it be popular? 
What if there were no constraints? Just start there and, and allow yourself to get to a form that feels beautiful, that feels, oh, I like this thing. I really like this thing. Because then you can put all the other conditions on it. She's like, we have to allow it to be born first oftentimes. All right, the next tool is a grounding practice. This is a weird one, but I love it. And I think a lot of the time, it's so easy to get just stuck in our heads and stuck in our culture and stuck in the like box of what everybody else does and what we see and like what is expected and how fast things need to be done and how much they need to cost. All the things that just really are inconsequential when it comes to art and creating. So this is just a grounding practice I invite you to do in your space. The tool is lay on a place in your space. I want you to go to any spot in your space. I preferably maybe on the ground floor. I don't know if that's possible for you. If not in your space, then a public park, for example, a public space of some kind. But just lay on the space. And now imagine all of the people ever in time to have lay in that space. All the past generations. What were they wearing? What were they living? What lives were they leading? What were their issues in the day? What did they have to think about? What did they have to worry about? Where are they on their way to? And I think that's a really cool practice because you're like, oh yeah, huh. If I were born in a different time, my to-do list would be entirely different and the things I would accomplish in my life would be maybe five things find food, eat food, have baby, build shelter. I don't know. Like <laughs> they'd be very different. So it's like, yeah, maybe I'm doing actually pretty okay for my age, my time in life. That's a, it's just a little cool mental experiment to do. Cool. The next tool is called energy alignment. So this is kind of, I think you could do this in a journal, but this is really about getting focused on what your truest intentions are. And I think that a lot of the time we don't really know what our priorities are when it comes to our creative output. For me, in a younger time in life, it was very much about work. I was like, I need income. I need stability. I need predictability. I want to make really good work, but I, I don't want to do it unless I'm getting paid X amount. That was my priority. And now as a creative person, my priorities have shifted. Like, yes, I need stability and I need all of that stuff, but I have very much created that for myself. So now for me to grow, I'm really expanding my voice and like tapping into my sense of originality and like, what is the story I want to tell if I'm going to make a movie, what is the movie and what is the form it's going to take? And I want it to be a true self-expression. So no judgment here, but I want you to ask yourself these questions quite honestly. Who are you? What do you believe is most important about the thing you are creating? Is it something that you need it to be popular? You need it to be commercially successful? I just want you to become aware of it. And, and if you don't know yet, it's fine. I would invite you to look at what you love to consume 
from others? Like what moves you? What do you look at that you're like, oh, that was so great. I just loved that thing. And sometimes we can energetically be working toward a goal that conflicts with what our heart genuinely wants, like with what our inner being wants. Because oftentimes I think we attach to things that other people do that get lots of attention. And we think, I should do that. I should do what they're doing. Everybody loves them. They're doing that other thing. I need to do that other thing too. But like, it doesn't matter at the end of the day if it's not true for you too. So this is about making the emotional space for that answer to come forth in an honest way. All right, the next tool, somewhat related, it's called, is it pure? And this is really about becoming aware of agenda. And I think a lot of the times, yes, we need our ego to help us function, organize, execute a lot of practical things, but we have to kind of allow things to flow from an inner knowing and we really have to be open enough for that to come forth. We have to get into some sort of a flow state. And so if you are forcing things, if you're trying to muscle that to come forth, it's going to compromise your output. And that oftentimes I think happens for me if I'm in like a time crunch and I'm like, oh, I need to get the thing done now. And it's like, if you're, if you're doing that, if you have too many other powerful motivators, it's like, it's, it's not no longer able to tell you what it wants to be. It's coming from something else. And yes, all of it's a negotiation, but I just want you to remember if you're trying to make something genuine, people feel it in the expression of the the thing, like in general, I think they do. So if somebody, somebody's like a spokesperson and they're not genuine, it's like that comes quite, it comes across if they hate what they're doing. So just if you feel like that's happening for you, if you feel like the execution is suffering, step back and get into any vein of love. How can I bring forth some sense, some energy of love into the expression of this thing? How can I allow something true to flow from within me? All right, cool. Next tool is called be proud of yourself today. I feel like one of the hardest things about being a creative person or doing something that is coming from you and your expressive self is there's no real structure for it. And oftentimes if we're working on something by ourselves or we're like, we have a project that has no timeline, it can feel like I'm not productive. And I, I'm, you get in that funk of lack of production, or it's like, if nobody has bought the thing, if the thing has not taken a concrete form that you can hold up, show to other people, it feels like you have nothing to hold on to. It feels like it just, we get funk around it. So if you are in that state of discontent and you you're in that feeling in the moment of that feeling, the best way to solve it is to be effective. Put some energy into a bullet point on your list accomplish one bullet and that is how we get rid of the funk of frustration of lethargy of lack of success and and just know you live 10 days in a day you can have a morning that is like one day you can have a midday that's a totally different day you can have an afternoon where you have a whole range of experiences where you do certain things with 
friends and, and you have a night that is totally different. So like you can do so much in a day. And if you get that pang of frustration, I didn't do enough today. I'm not doing enough. That's just an invitation to get started. Never forget that feeling is it's an invitation. It's, it's, it's a gift. Just dive right into it and feel proud of yourself today. All right. The next tool is called work prejudice. This is just something to be aware of. I think a lot of us judge ourselves and the way we work based on preconceived ideals about how it looks to work and like what somebody is supposed to produce in a day and how productive they're supposed to be in a day and how their creativity is supposed to take shape and what a professional person looks like and all the materials that they have. And just be aware of like, what are my stigmas or what are my expectations of what it's supposed to look like for me to be doing a good job at being a creative person? Because I have a feeling that they're not the same thing as the way you actually work and create in reality. So this is really just about allowing yourself to figure out the best way for you to work as a person and learn yourself, learn your creative habits. Like what windows of the day allow you to be the most effective? What locations, what habits, what conversations with what kinds of people? Like one way that I work really well is hiking. I just like have, I take notes on my phone and hiking, if I can't get into a great, a good creative flow is like, oh, I need to go hiking for some reason. Just like, I know walking is like a great way for a lot of people to learn uh, language. It's like rap. It's a, a poetry comes forth when we are moving our bodies. Also just movement in general. Anyway, you get my meaning and that's that tool. The next tool, fodder generator. This is for if you are struggling to find your creative voice or you don't believe you have a creative voice. One way to notice that voice is to look at work you respect or other creative people you respect and notice the things you would do differently. Like these are kind of markings to hold on to. They tell you something about yourself that if you just start there, it's almost like it's a little creative project for you to expound upon. So I think one of the best ways to find your voice is to start by mimicking somebody else. But I also think it's to notice what would I do differently than this thing that I really love. Like you're in the shade of gray around that thing. All right, next tool, life finds a way. So this is a tool for creative commercial pursuits. And I think a lot of people, if you're a creative person and you really have been working at it for a long time in creating whatever thing, if you don't have commercial success, it can feel fruitless, exhausting, pointless, disheartening. It, it can take the wind out of your sails because it feels like what you're doing is not, it doesn't matter. It just, it can, it can feel like pointless to a little, I think we lose hope or we lose steam. And so one way for you to really frame this creative force that I find helpful is we are all similar to weeds, weeds in the cracks of cement and that they're just relentless. It's relentless. It's these annoying things that will never stop to, you know, find the, the tiny source of sunlight and water. It'll grow anywhere. It keeps going no matter what. 
and know that all effective moves, all sales, all chances, all whatever circumstantial, you know, this connection to that connection, it's similar to weeds. Like everything happens through back channels. Like no matter what sphere you're in, there will people, people will all be kind of like resistant to believing that you're, you have merits because it's like everyone's basing it off of like what is trusted, proven, already been done, has metrics behind it. So just be a weed, like be relentless. And, you know, we have to kind of act as if no one is going to hand it to us. Sometimes they do and that's awesome, but we have to be this constant force in our lives and, and like know that that's inside of you. Like how your creativity is seen by others is because you were relentless and annoying. <laughs> I say annoying like in a loving way. It's like, I think when you're self-promoting, it's like you have to remind people constantly that you exist. You have to constantly be selling yourself. PR is everything. And if that is not comfortable for you, if that is not in your wheelhouse as a person, I get it. I hate it too. I think it's awkward and terrible and if that's not a part of your you know value system in your life don't do it I would say still create without that if you want to be commercial in some way though you kind of have to just swallow the pill and be aggressive in that area be a weed all right the next tool is called the old fear of success I just want you to call to mind a moment recently perhaps where you felt that some new exciting creative opportunity was arriving at your doorstep and somebody was gonna give you this new opportunity that related to your creativity I just want to ask what came up for you was there an immediate response of I hope this goes away I hope that they give it to somebody else I hope that blah 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 I just want you to be, if so, aware that that is your hypervigilance. That is, just highlight it. Put a yellow giant highlighter over that reaction because that is a form of self-protection from the past. It is not that you don't want that thing. It's not that you're not capable of that thing. You're probably way more capable of that thing than most other people would be. But that is your little ego computer saying like, do not take risk. I will not take risk and hurt self. So just become aware of it like and in the future override it we have to kind of go through that experience of being like I'm fucking terrified I don't know what I'm doing and that is how we grow is we have more experiences like that than not which brings me to my next tool which is called I am worthy of my creativity this is a mantra I want to just if you haven't read the artist's way there are other mantras in that book that I think are wonderful But this is just one I'm throwing out there. I am worthy of my creativity. I think one of the hardest things to do is feel worthy of having a creative voice and be worthy enough to be honest about what we think and feel and express ourselves truly. And you, I'm just going to throw it out there. Are you a person who says the thing you think your therapist wants to hear? talking to you are you a person who doesn't tell your partner the whole reason you're not happy this is for you if you're the person who softens a complaint that is like quite legitimate this is for you we can 
when we start to own our right to have a full volume voice and express ourselves truly, it's all it does is it grows more fluid. So does the body. So does the thing we want to say. It just becomes more pristine. So just try and relax into that. Allow your true voice to come forth. Next tool is called the future equals today. I love Pam Grout. As you know, she's been on my podcast. Love everything about her. Every newsletter she sends, I open it immediately. One of her recent newsletters was started with a quote from A Course in Miracles, which don't worry, I'm not going to go into A Course in Miracles if that book triggers you in any way. But the quote is really awesome. The quote is, the future now is recognized as but an extension of the present. And the reason I'm saying that is because how you approach today as a thinker and an artist, and also in your energy, in your actual literal time and energy, is directly translated into the future. You can just draw lines outwards like beams of light that expand to get bigger. And so if you are not investing energy, love, focus today on your creative output, on your creation, on whatever it is you want, then... That is, that is the reason it's not going to come into fruition. You have to, you also have to look at the limits that you're placing on what will be in the future. I think that's the other half of it. It's like unconsciously, a lot of the time today, right now, we're saying it'll only be this big. It'll only stay this size. It can't be bigger than that. So I need you to think beyond today and think, what is the biggest picture of the thing I want? What is the thing I have to say and to express? And the rest will solve itself. Just start with the right goal. All right, the next tool. How does it feel in your body when you do it? I think that is the truest measure of whether or not you should do anything in your life. It's really hard to know what you want when you think about it because there are conflicting motives. There are so many reasons to do something creative. There's so many reasons not to do the thing because you'll get hurt, because people will look down on you. What if they don't like it? It feel too, feels too vulnerable. It's impractical. What are the odds of it getting produced in XYZ form? But at the end of the day, how do you feel when you do the thing? Like that feeling of joyful aliveness that is the stuff of life. That is what you will hold on to and your loved ones will hold on to when you are no longer here. You that will say, this, they created this thing. This is the essence of that person. This is the essence of their joy. Like what a gift to all of us. The thing you call forth that nobody else could call forth. How does it feel when you do it? That is just the truth. That is the truth of how you feel about it. All right, the next tool it's a weird tool name because it's a quote, but I'm reading a book called Elizabeth Costello, which is um, by Cotzieu, which is a uh, South African author. But the quote hit me. I was reading it last night. The quote is, he no longer writes. His books are there as credentials. No more. And the context of this quote is that this author is now a public speaker and has put down writing for the rest of his life and he's just now speaking about the books and the reason I'm titling this tool this way is because I just want you to be aware of your idols be aware of false idols know that everything 
that we see is a result of PR. And it doesn't mean that that work is better than yours. It just means that they are doing it more consistently and they are PR savvy or they're very wealthy. So just like Colin, another example of that, you look at Tara Brock. Tara Brock, phenomenal at what she does. She's just, she's doing her thing. Her goals are clear in the way she has manifested in this world. She's a hippie in the woods who preaches to those who crave her lessons. And she writes books that are heavily researched and she walks the walk of her teachings. But she's not like, you know, up on an Oprah stage, you know, like, I just think just become aware of all the ingredients that make somebody popular and know that if you're feeling invisible, I don't think that, um, you're necessarily bad at the creative thing you're doing. You're probably just not built for the standing on a stage with a microphone side of things. Or, you know, capable of sales or or maybe like at this stage in your life, just like that's not your vibe. So if you have idols and you have people you think are better than you at certain things, just examine, are they putting themselves out there? What is their walk? Are they walking the walk of their creativity, of their creative acts? And if so, great. If not, just take stock of that. Just become aware. And the next tool is a very practical tool. I've been doing this lately. I love it. It's called Practical Creative Success. (laughs) It's no more practical name than that. Practicality is a huge part of everything I do, and it's what keeps me from tipping off balance. I have an incredible respect for my own balance as a human being because I was off balance for decades of my life, and it was not allowing me to function. So now I'm like, I will respect my balance. And each morning I ask myself very achievable question. What are my goals for the day? I have to write two achievable goals that I will complete in the day. And by goals, I mean like creative goals. So they're just two very specific and doable things. And then when I do them, I'm like, yeah, I'm fucking awesome. And I encourage you to do that. And now my last tool for this episode is called a portrait of greatness. I think it's really easy to lose sight of a true definition of greatness for ourselves because we have so many other role models or or idols that are portrayed to us and promoted to us constantly that aren't necessarily lives that we would want to have. So I just want to invite you to journal What does greatness look like to you? Like paint the full picture of a joyful life, including all of the ingredients and be honest about where time is spent. Like how much rest you get to have, how many hours you're working in that day. And I think that a lot of our definitions of greatness in culture do not account for the other behind the scenes business side of things, like the industry behind the personality. Like for me, a portrait of greatness is being able to be a present and funny and silly mom, a supportive wife, having a home that is full of delicious food and art projects and being creatively true to myself. Authenticity is so important to me, which is why it's taken me like, what, nine years to build this podcast? Because I was like, I don't want to do listicles on my fucking podcast. Thank you very much. Um, But I want you to 
to be honest with yourself and invite forth like what is the truest measure of greatness for me and know that like you might be living it right now and that's pretty awesome and celebrate that and feel good about that it's so easy to focus on like I'm not doing those 10,000 things or I don't have a new vacation to Tulum on my Instagram it's like really though look at all of the other aspects of what is the business side of that person's life and like, would I want to trade places with them? Probably not, I'm guessing. So those are my tools. I hope you enjoyed them. Um, And in closing, before I close, I just want to thank all of my sponsors. Thank you so much. Uh, You really help out the show and bring it to life. If you have the means to make a donation, you can head to yaywithme.com or you can go to my page on Patreon. And if you don't have the means, I totally get it. If you could share it with someone you think it could help, that helps me as well. So in closing, just be open to the moments where you get these kind of like downloads of insight. And I feel like they'll hit you, they'll be big and clear, and don't discount them. Like when they hit, they're like, oh, I just realized I really want blank. Write them down, trust them, um, wait for the next one. And know that energy is the currency of the world. And the more you can embody the, the purest energy in yourself, your life flow, the more people will get behind it. It's like, it's so addictive. It's so enchanting. Like when someone is inspired and excited, it's like everybody wants to be around them. They want to hear about it. They believe it because it's like, you can see it in them. You can, it's, it's just energizing to somebody else. And when you get into a state of doubt, just come back to the truth. Like how, how does it feel when you do it? And know that if you set your sights on a goal, and you do it for love, eventually it will find its way to connect to others. I just, I purely believe that. But you got to be doing it for the reason of love. It's like, just flow through that vein. And it's like, it reaches other people. So I send love to my fellow weeds out there. And I look forward to what you create with your soul. And don't forget to smile. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.